Thank you for listening to the Hillsview Men's Ministry. We are a group of men building relationships to equip and encourage each other. The risk of this is, I've had two months to prepare for this. This is very dangerous. Well, to be honest, this is a, not my title. But I thought it'd be a catchy phrase to kind of tease everybody. But the actual, and I don't know what to do with COVID-22, I mean, or three or four or whatever. But uh, the true title that I came kind of to focus on is, do you really believe that what you believe is really real? And that comes out of the Truth Project. Uh, I'll speak more to that later. But before I start, I'd just like to thank all the veterans. I mean, this is D-Day. And, I mean, the sacrifices that were made and are continuing to be made for this country. And notwithstanding, I'm trying to keep this talk completely apolitical, but there's, there's some mixes in there that will come in. But uh, the sadness to see where uh, not a lot of people, but enough people to get in the news of what they lack of respect for the country is, uh, you know, just, just a crying shame. I mean, literally. But so... Um, I'm, I'm thankful for our veterans and for all that they've done in the past and continue to. Now, a quick review. I gave a last talk in November. Uh, my purpose on that talk was to encourage you to take responsibility for your own health, and that still stands today. I mean, believe in your doctors, trust what they say, uh, but I mean, you're still, the bottom line is you are the one responsible for your health. Uh, my, my bullet points would be proactive versus reactive, evaluate treating your symptoms over the causes, and this is kind of the central point of that talk was a healthy gut is essential to a healthy immune system, which is even more critical today than ever. And I won't speak much on that, um, but I mean that is the, the fundamental of where we start with systemic health is having a healthy gut. Now, a disclaimer, I'm not dispensing any specific medical advice nor prescribing any care or treatment. Uh, on the other hand, I am hoping to speak on practical steps you can take to promote a healthier lifestyle. And pretty much anything I say today is what I do. I mean, and I've spent a lot of time delving down into the whys and the wherefores, the benefits and, and whatnot. So, uh, with that said, I only brought out a few of these. We, we got a lot to cover today, so I'll, I'll try to keep this to a minimum. There's, there's hundreds more. But of all the books, some are, are worth reading. This is the book. I mean, never, never uh, lose sight of where the truth is. I mean, and, and that's kind of the central theme again of today. Do you really believe that what you believe is really real? So I have a few, uh, thanks to Lee, my son, who put this together. So we're going to watch a little video or two, and then I'll get into my talk. But There's two events happening here. When the sun novas, the heat from that nova and also cosmic rays, we get within eight minutes of when the sun novas. Hours after the Nova. So the first thing happens is 
semi-appropriate with uh, the amount of misinformation that, that's out there, but, um, or let's say intentional. So, so what is truth? Why did Jesus come into this world? And this comes from the Truth Project too, and he speaks to this in John 18, verse 37, when he's talking to Pilate. His purpose was to testify to the truth. So, I mean, there is you know, a, a rock bottom, and that speaks to the rock that, that Jesus is, but you need to, uh, I mean, it's an individual thing, but you need to trust, believe, and this is my source uh, for, for everything. So you can choose to fear man or God. You can choose to believe man or God. You can choose to trust man or God, and that's a constant daily back and forth. I mean, because we're attacked by everything from events to news to whatever that comes down the pike. But um, where you base your trust, belief, and, and fear uh, in a holy God is, I think, <laughs> essential. So why did I show this Apollo video? There's evidence it's been there since the 50s. Uh, of a micronova that the Earth has gone through in the past. It's in ancient petroglyphs describing a near-extinction life event, which people, if they did survive, they were in caves when that happened. The wind 
is difficult to say. And this wasn't a blood moon they're talking about. The moon literally glowed red when that happened. That's what they have depicted and what is kind of in their um, history. Um, so we have no control over that. I mean, the things that are out of our control are pretty much everything when it comes to our behavior isn't, that's for sure. Um, but nonetheless, um, the, the concept of uh, what to expect is, is just um, sufficient for this day or this day's problems or, or troubles. So this is a diagram. The outside circle is what a human hair is. So um, inside, you've got this little tiny dot here, which I know is kind of hard to see, which is basically a viral particle. So, um, and I'm not dissing people wearing masks. Uh, most of them are improper, but wear them if you feel like you need to. But I call them Swiffers, <laughs> because generally, unless you're cleaning them, I mean, I, it's a concept of, you know, what are you protecting? Uh, I'm not saying not to wear a mask, however, but, um, there's a, a whole realm of if you want to be protected in that regard. The RNA virus, and this is what COVID-19 or SARS-CoV-2 is, it's a thousand times smaller than a human cell. It'll produce 100,000 daughter virus particles within the first 10 hours. Within a few days, the number of viral particles of this one virus particle in the infected person may be over 10 to the 12th, which is phenomenal. Uh, Last November, I picked on Nexium symptoms, causes. Today, I'm going to pick on Tamiflu. Uh, came out of a Swiss lab, and they conducted their own trials on it, which is suspicion number one when they put a drug up. I mean, they're going to test it to see if it's viable, that they can market it. But all their trials for the first, I think, 10, 14 years were kept under lock and key. They didn't release it. They just said, this is what it does. And... Um, Roche, the company, was indicted for price fiction in 1999 before Tamiflu, and they paid a $500 million fine, which tells me their, their corporate structure is kind of to be suspicious over. In 2002-2003, SARS came along, which was sudden acute respiratory syndrome. Their sales skyrocketed. We spent the United States $1.2 billion on Tamiflu. Uh, the third quarter profits for Roche in 2005 were $20 billion. Tamiflu works if you take it just before you get infected or within the first few hours, just because of the ability of this virus to multiply. If it's within maybe four to six hours, and if it's after 10 to 12, it's not effective. And what Tamiflu does, it might decrease your symptoms, but it also uh, lessens the flu duration by one day. It's $250 is the price of that one. So with regards to that, uh, it's not what you call a wonder drug by any means, but uh, to say that, uh, and it, you know, got a lot of publicity, take it or don't take it, you know, back in March, April, and so forth. The new drug they're coming out with, and I think it's Rem. Dizavir is $5,000 a treatment. And you need anywhere, and so I'll go over that in a little bit more. The number of times you have to be retreated with this, because this is an injection drug. 
is through the roof. Now the company making it has donated all the current samples they have, but they're ready next month to market it because they're looking for billions of dollars of return on it. But so seasonal flu, which we've all probably experienced and have exposure to, comes and goes year after year. They keep reconcocting the shot, the vaccine, because of what they find was happening now for what we're going to probably be suggested to get in the fall. Because that little bug changes certain minor characteristics of its outer shell or things that may it stays basically intact with just minor variations so that it's effective. So your immune system isn't responding to it. Now, the pandemic flu we're currently in, which wasn't a 1918 flu, uh, is a hybrid. And that is a whole different, that's a combination of different viral particles getting together. And I've got some handouts later. I don't have more than 13 or 14 of them. But if you don't get one and need one, just let me know and I'll print one out for you later. Um, so with regards to that, this is a whole new entity. Uh, my personal opinion, it was concocted in Wuhan. It was built intentionally and it's a test. This didn't get to be as bad as they thought it would be based on models, but I, and if you read this article, I think you might have make your own mind up on that. But in 2009, the human swine flu, and this is what a pandemic virus does. It concocts between bats to pigs to chickens with some human interaction. And that's that hybrid that comes in that gets to us because it's breaking through various species. And how that happens in nature has been known to happen, but this one looks to me to be a whole different ballgame. The swine flu infected 10 to 20% of the world in 2009, of which I'll remind everybody, I don't think we were quarantined. 250,000 people were killed worldwide in that one. Um, so not to be morbid here, but um, this is what the virus looks like. That outer shell, those little red things, are what attach to our cell walls. And that's somewhat when we have the seasonal flu that it changes those just enough so it can get through the cell and into us. Um, and I don't know if these show up too well, but thanks to my daughter, she put these together. These are daily death total, totals, daily death uh, totals of the world. So daily cardiovascular, 48,000 plus. Cancers are 26,000, that's the smaller circle. Respiratory diseases, 10,000 plus. Lower respiratory infections of where this COVID-19 seem to have been active, but I'll tell you a little more about that later. That's 7,000. And of course, every day we get more and more indication of, and, and, uh, of the death tolls or the affected, infected people with COVID in this country. Um, so, and as of the end of May, um, we had 90, this, the numbers are varying based on how they're classifying, but a site I like, and I've got a um, website handout for you, 91,558, and it's higher now, but that was the end of May, and a million 53,000 uh, were infected, uh, which we have 62 deaths in South Dakota. Our nursing home deaths are very small, and who knows what our infected rate is. And 
Odds are, I'll just venture a guess, we'll be over 30% before this thing really plateaus. We never flattened the curve. We just extended, in my opinion, extended the course of the disease. All indications I have from what sources I see, that was um, likely to be what they're going to say. So I only have one question this morning. Does anybody know what the mortality rate is these days? Uh, I just did a, did a thing and a chart on it, too. It's, uh, the last official CDC reports is 2017. The preliminary 2018 is 0.86%. 0.86% of, of our population dies every year. Yep. And that's that's kind of a trick question, and but COVID, not to put COVID, scientists COVID on the two month <laughs> March fifteenth or May fifteenth was was point oh two six percent. The the trick question flip on this was and I say it because of this. Billy Graham says it's a hundred percent because yep. we know we're all yeah. going to die. <laughs> <laughs> and, and hopefully not uh, all at the same time though. No, <laughs> no, no, and I agree with that. So that was a, my my bad on a, a trick question. But so uh, the thing about it is is don't you know? Don't fear uh, things we don't have control over. I mean, is God not in control, and has He not proven over and over in each of our lives uh, how uh, you know He has safeguarded us and kept us from uh, our own faults or our own mistakes from that? Uh, so I'll just say three names: CDC, NIH, and the World Health Organization, of which this slide is on who this is the premier of China, and he controls the World Health Organization, not Ted Rose out of Ethiopia, I think. But, uh, and I, I sure don't think we're gaining anything uh, by supporting that organization because it's going to China. So China produces 40% of the world's supply of active pharmaceutical ingredients. I've seen it higher in some studies to 90%. That's what we make our drugs from. They supply 97% of the market in the United States for antibiotics. What's wrong with that? That's just what? in the last 10 years. Yeah, it's, it's flipped. I mean, I'm, I'm all for tariffs to a point. Not that I like my electric bicycle parts to go up more. But on the other hand, we need to be self-sustaining on critical things. And one for sure is medications. So I would hope to see some things from what's happened this spring to be changed on that. Cost notwithstanding, but you've got to have control of certain things. The World Health Organization, the recent budget shows it spends twice as much on travel than they do on medical supplies, which is their purpose, to provide medications to parts of the world where they're having disease uh, explosions and such. And maybe some of that travel, to be truthful, is to get people there. I highly am suspicious. It's not just doing meetings or going back and forth to China. Um, so um, with that, um, a quote, and I can't say where I got this from. This wasn't for me, though. But on the Believe section, it's the cure to an overwhelmed life is a daily dose of scripture. Um, and I think, uh, if anything, that has come more, that's one of the nice things about this self-quarantine. So um, that's my three-month-old granddaughter. <laughs> Not to say my one-and-a-half-year-old grandson isn't as important back there, but uh, she's just dear to our hearts. And, and I want to say, when I went over the death, every life matters. I mean, there is no 
expendable person on this planet. Um, uh, we, are all, we are all fearfully and wonderfully made, uh, Psalm 139. Um, and from that, one scripture reading I'd like to read this morning, after I cover you with all these facts and so forth. But this is out of Matthew, and um, chapter 6, and it's verse 26. Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. It is, it is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and these things will be added to you. And therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. I mean, I think there were six anxious words in there, and um, this leads me to my third bullet point on trust. And I think that is the essential part of, of what I want to focus on. Why am I here? What does it mean to be human? How do I differentiate between good and evil? What really brings meaning to life? And therefore, how now should we live? Um, and I got some of that from Ravi Zacharias, who passed away two weeks ago now, a uh, great Christian apologist uh, out of India. And he meant a lot to me to give me a foundation to which to uh, really understand some of the purposes of what we were made for, what our intentions are, and what God has in store for us, or asks us to do, let me say it that way. Um, This is out of John 15. Sorry about that bump. Um, so John 15, verses 9 to 15. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. I mean, this gets kind of on a, not to be preaching, but, um, or uh, seeming too arrogant, but what, what we have in this life, especially in this country, 
is everything provided for us. I mean, options, opportunities, et cetera, that, that give us peace and give us, you know, opportunities. And we should have more smiles on our faces, more often than not. My wife accuses me of this. She'll look at me as I'm driving and, and you know, smile. <laughs> so I work on that because you never know who you're going to, who's looking at you or who's going to be seeing you. But um, from that standpoint. But um, so, with that said, um, it's it's a situation that. The best I can come up with is um, trust in God. I mean, there is nothing man is going to be able to do to us, to you, that God hasn't already prepared for us. And uh, not saying it may be what we want, but it's it's there. A quote from Fauci, which is um, a name we all know. Uh, this this came in an interview he had. Um, it, on January 29th, but what he said on January 29th, which really they knew what was coming. I mean, they were pre-planning this before that, but it's a very, very low risk to the United States, Fauci said. He continued, but it's something that we as public health officials need to take very seriously. It isn't something that the American public needs to worry about or be frightened about, because we have ways of preparing and screening of people coming in from China. And we have ways of responding, like we did with this one case in Seattle, Washington, who had traveled to China and brought back the infection. Um, he's changed his mind on that since then. Um, but nonetheless, um, take it with a grain of salt, I guess, from what I've spoken to and such. But um, now I'm going to kind of diverge here in that um, the beginning title, what to do when it's COVID-22. 80% uh, of your immune system is affected by or uh, enhanced by a healthy gut. So there is no uh, way around it. And I see that more and more from studies I read based on people who have fought off COVID or responded better to the disease that they, when they were infected uh, from that. Um, so uh, that's starting point one. I, that's back if you want to review. Uh, I didn't say anything out of the ordinary back in November, but it's on uh, our website. Uh, take a critical evaluation of your habits and lifestyle now more than ever because it's likely, if you look at any of this stuff from 1918, uh, it's likely there is one coming. I mean, it may not be in our lifetime, certainly in our kids, that's as bad or worse than that. They aren't going to have any preparation for it. They won't. It'll be months before they're ready for it after it's already here. Um, things to have available when flu hits: toilet paper. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. You probably got a couple years' supply. Not not pointing fingers on anybody, but um, but but this is this is what I do. Okay. Uh, and, and this is a suggestion, is what I'm saying. Vitamin C, 1,000 milligrams a day, and you could easily double that. Don't take it all at the same time because you got to space it out. Uh, vitamin D3, and it's D3, 3,000 IU per day. And IU is different than milligrams. Vitamin C is in milligrams. IU is a potency. It's like 91 octane gas versus 85 or whatever. So you don't get a bigger pill. 
In fact, my 10,000 units are smaller than my 1,000 on vitamin D3, but it's, it's related to potency. And this one came up out of a research pulmonologist out of California. It's called NAC, and this is one that I hadn't even heard of before. But um, what COVID is known to do now, we thought it was adding to pneumonia, filling your lungs up with fluid, and you were suffocating and dying. But that's not what they're seeing now. It's blocking microthrombi clots in microvessels throughout your lung tissue in the linings of it. And all of the autopsy deaths that they show, those clots plug. So you can't get carbon dioxide out, you can't get oxygen in. And NAC is one amino acid that helps with breaking up the clots, stopping them from forming, and it also breaks up the mucus in your lungs, and it's a antioxidant, which means it reduces the oxidative stress, meaning the way your body is not effectively fighting a disease. So this one, to me, is something that's good to have in your medicine shelf if you got the flu. It's in, in, if I'm correct, yeah. it's N-acetylcysteine. Yes, it is. And N-acetylcysteine has been used since the 50s to break up sputum for TB testing. Yep. So this is another thing for President Trump when he said take it. That's one of the things that uh, we used to use in the laboratory all the time to break up sputum so we can digest it and do the DNA test for TB. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so Trump said take that, that would be one of them. Yeah, instead of Clorox, just kidding, or hydroxychloroquine, which is interesting. The powers that be don't want you taking that because it's a cheap drug. Remdesivir is $5,000 a dose. You need anywhere from six to ten of them. So this company is looking to hit the big time. Now, I'm not suggesting you buy stock in Gilead. That's a company that makes it. But I am saying... Um, you can do lots less expensive things if you stay healthy in the first place um, with that one. So if you want to know more on this NAC, there's a website, medcram.com, and I have handouts that speak to all the sources I drew most of this talk today off of. Um, and number 59 is the one to watch. They're 15, 20 minutes long. Some of it gets a little intense medically, but generally the point of what he's getting across is easily understood uh, on that part. So. Finally, uh, stay in the word and pray. I mean, there's just nothing short, and, and I'm so glad to see this turn out this morning. I mean, we've been absent too long, uh, and I'm not saying for everybody, and I hope those that can't come can listen to this or may desire to, but uh, I mean, community is equally as important as uh, anything we can do. I mean, I like to see the handshakes back again, too. So... Uh, one last little ad here. We're going to do the Truth Project next next fall. We've got to talk to Wes yet on that. But uh, second second week of September, so we're going to have the Truth Project. It's was out in 2005 or eight. Focus on the family did it, and it, it's just a good, uh, simple, not simple because it's pretty intense. But I mean, it's 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 a good way to reflect on your walk and and your growth. So uh, that's all I had.